influencers. Let's get bouge. Listen to A. Thompson for an hour. I'd rather fuck a blood relative. It's A. Thompson. Ladies and gents, welcome to episode 166 of A. Thompson and Other Disappointments. Uh, your twice weekly delve into the realm of Doom Lolzery, uh, a gallivant through the fields of gallows humour. Um, it's, uh, it's This is a Friday show, right? Normally on a Friday I have a guest in, um, and then I do the solo show on a Wednesday. But this week I interviewed Matt Green on Wednesday. He's a quite a well-known satirist now. I don't know if you're familiar with his stuff, dear listeners. Um, but he takes the piss out of the government and he plays sort of both characters himself in his, like, in his content, in his Twitter videos and TikToks and all the rest of it. Anyway, he's a super funny guy and really interesting to talk to as well. So I did that. I've done a bit of a switch around this week. I did the guested show on, uh, on Wednesday. And then tonight, you've just got little old me ranting, ripping, roasting and ridiculing my way through the week's news. Um, so with that in mind, should I, should I do some podcast admin or should we just skip all that stuff? I'll, I'll, I'll condense it down super, super like lean for you and just say, jump on the fucking Patreon. Like if you're enjoying the podcast, if you've enjoyed like two or three episodes now and you're like, I like this, this is okay. I'm here for the snark. I'm here for the doom lols. Uh, then maybe consider jumping on the Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com forward slash aid thompson with an in uh, on the end and if you sign up for it it starts at like three quid a month so you know what's three quid i know it's a cost of living crisis but come on guys um so yeah it starts from three quid and the benefits going on that patreon are you get the podcast episodes two days ahead of everyone else you get exclusive invites to the meetups We're doing another one at the end of this month friday the 28th of april in london uh, last one we did was in October, and I got really fucking shit-hammered. Uh, and I did last night as well. I hope nobody thinks I'm a completely, like, irreparable, uncontrollable, fucking booze-hound, unsavable alcoholic. But I did that night on that meetup, and then last night I was out with Super Tansky. And, oh, my God, we were on this... Like, she was on this weird, like... Um, fucking hell what was it It was like a black current ribena wreath but it was like rocket fuel and i was on this ipa because the only ipa that they had there was this fucking seven percent thing or 7.5 percent i had like four of them i was out of my mind i was completely fucking shit hammered to the point i don't really remember the end of the night i don't know how like i, I remember waking up on the train at the wrong stop like i'd gone way past my stop i was not dignified is what i'm saying and i was pretty you know I was a sore bear this morning, guys. Um, uh, quick, what's up to the people in the chat? Hey, Jason, how are you doing, Stuart? Um, Tilly saying old Mega Bowl crew. Are you? Did you used to work at the Mega Bowl? I I don't I don't recognise the name Tilly, so maybe it's a handle. I don't know. Anyway, welcome to to you all to this most recent episode of the podcast. Um, and as I say, this is a solo one. Um, so look, it's been a busy week for politics, clearly. Um, let's get into it. The ex-president of the United States getting prosecuted for paying money to a stripper <laughs> so his wife wouldn't find out and take care of his shit is basically the crux of that thing. Um, you know, and possibly then losing his presidential campaign in the process. That was the 2016 presidential campaign. 
by the way. And now it turns out that that decision taken, you know, what, seven fucking years ago to safeguard that campaign, that decision may well have cost him this one. It is like the very definition of right wing short termism. You know, it's like, oh, just pay her off. Just pay her off. But it will come out sooner or later. Yeah, but just give her a hundred grand anyway. Just give it to her and then tell her to fuck off. Like, are you sure this won't come back to bite you in the arse in exactly the same way in seven years time? Are you sure that's not what is definitely going to happen here? That's seven years away. Who gives a shit? This is now. I do things for the now. It's all about what I need in this precise moment for my own convenience at any time. How have you not got that yet? I'm a sociopathic narcissist. You know, like that's, as I say, the very definition of right wing short termism. I've literally lived this way my entire life. I've only ever been a self-serving vessel of id and instant gratification. That's all I've ever been. And now you're like, how How come you're not being so introspective, Donny? How come you're not thinking this through long term? <laughs> You've changed, Donald. Anyway, so that whole story is, you know, it, I mean, it's very fun for people like me. Um uh, whenever I weigh in on American politics, I'm always amazed by the fact that, like, I'll upload a video to TikTok, to YouTube, and I'll share my thoughts. You know, I'll say Trump is fucking ridiculous or, you know, this has happened or I, I, I don't think an awful lot of Biden so far. You know, I'll weigh in. I'll offer my thoughts on my channels. Right. And then these motherfuckers run into the comment section with bashing symbols, like saying, oh, butt out of American politics. And I am on the floor laughing at, <laughs> at the aural pleasure of hearing Americans tell other people to butt out of their geopolitical affairs. It's like, I don't like you messing around with my, my government, my politics. Oh, fucking really? <laughs> well, stand back. And help me mourn irony because it just fucking died. Like, please butt out of American politics. Say, oh, yes. OK, sure. When when will you stop messing around with other countries? Anyway, so, yes, that was fun. Um, That was a big story earlier on in the week. And then more recently, we've had the Sturgeons, haven't we? The Sturgeons. Guys, there's always this feeling, I think, around left-leaning content creators. You know, you're, you're like me and Davey Moo and um, Marina Perkis and, you know, you, you fill in the blanks, right? But like people who sit on the left who make content or who present on things, that there's always this assumption that we wouldn't go after, quote-unquote, like one of our own if they made a misstep you know like if starmer said something that was untoward would i criticize him yeah i fucking would and we'll get on to that in a minute <laughs> that's the sound of a beer opening hair of the dog and all that yes i would criticize starmer if and when he steps out of line and uh you know challenges my sensibilities i would do there's always this feeling that we would, you know, that we're hypocritical, that we're biased, that we're on the left. We wouldn't criticise. So, and it's fucking rubbish because this week 
Nicola Sturgeon, like I liked Nicola Sturgeon. I liked a lot of what the SNP have delivered over the last few years. I'm for the idea of Scottish independence. I don't, I think the whole thing is kind of fucking ridiculous. When, when you think about how we champion, and I mean we as in England, like the English state, if you like, how we champion uh, sovereignty and independence. We just want to have governance of our own laws. We want to rule our own people. We don't want to have this hand on our shoulder from Brussels. Like, we fucking sing about sovereignty every day of the week. And yet, when it comes to Scotland, and Scotland is singing from that same hymn sheet, like, we just want independence. We just want to write our own laws. We just want to have true, like, sovereign... We we want to have our own destiny politically. When they say the same shit to us, we're like, nah, nah. Better together, guys. (laughs) Let's, you know, I'm a unionist now, suddenly. We're better together, though. You know? So I think they should have it. Anyway, look, the SNP and Sturgeon, I think, have done a lot of good things. I'm broadly, or have been broadly, supportive of them. But when they fuck up, (laughs) when they make a misstep, yes! I will criticise them and mock them. They're not above it. So anyway, this week we had the Sturgeons. A lot of talk happened about this in the latter half of the week. A lot of talk about how bad shit looks for them. You know? Like, she resigned. And she said it wasn't anything to do with the gender recognition reform bill. Do you remember that? She tried to pass a bill um, to make it, you know, so that trans women could get changed in the same bathrooms or that. No, no, I, I remember what it was. It was that so that 16 year olds could self-identify, um, which was a right that has, has not yet bled out into British uh, legislation. Right. So she tried to sort of, you know, steamroll it in Scotland as part of the devolved Scottish Parliament, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then it didn't go well. <laughs> it, it went really, really badly. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, I think it was maximum three weeks later, uh, then she she had resigned. And everyone everyone was like, so it's nothing to do with the gender reform stuff. She's like, no, 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 def- definitely not. Everyone's like, uh-huh. <laughs> like your worst policy rollout in fucking years. Just clumsy and haphazardly implemented. And it played right into the transphobic trap as well. You know, that whole like, um, what if a man pretends to be a woman and goes to a woman's prison? But what if he's actually secretly a sex offender and he goes on to rape women in there? Like, obviously, that is a huge edge case and obviously it is unlikely to happen. But by ignoring it. Or, you know, pretending any scrutiny of it is bigoted. You just rolled out the fucking red carpet for that shit to happen and for it to blow up. Anyway, just after that, Nicola Sturgeon was like, yeah, well, look, you know, I always promised that I would go when I knew that the time was right, you know, to let somebody else step up. And everyone's like, yeah, but two weeks ago when... Everyone was like, you know, Jacinda Ardern's just resigned and she said that, you know, she doesn't have it in her anymore. Like, you know, how do you feel? And you were like, you got plenty left in the tank. You said that. You said that two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. But but now I feel that the time is right. Right. But like, so now you suddenly feel the time is right. Yeah, yeah. But it's still, it's nothing about the gender bill. 
No. <laughs> like, a lot of us were going, oh, come on. You know, that is the only variable in between you saying that you had plenty more in the tank and now you're saying that it's time to step down. Like, you seriously think people are that stupid that they don't think that it's, you know, your political humiliation with the gender bill. Like, what else is there? What else has swayed that decision? Made you do a complete 180. I mean, a lot of people, I was, you know, coming through Twitter at the time and TikTok and shit. A lot of people were mocking her around then. A lot of people were like, you know, I mean, <laughs> if she can't even bring herself to admit that she's she's been brought down by her own mistake. Like, you know, I like her, but maybe it's better if she does go. If she can't admit fault like that. Anyway, now it turns out, after all that, she was right. It wasn't about the gender bill. <laughs> £600,000 of campaign finance fuckery. Like, fuck, man. Like, I'm sorry I shortchanged you with these, you know, these mediocre accusations of she can't admit fault or whatever. You know, the whole time I never realised I was dealing with a fucking kingpin big baller here. Like, like Donald Trump is on the hook for £100,000 worth of campaign fi It's $130,000, so it's about hundred grand, right? hundred grand. The Sturgeons are being investigated for their involvement in a missing 600 grand. Unaccounted for. Six times the figure of Donald Trump. Man, does that yield some questions. <laughs> like if 100 grand to get a porn star to shut the fuck up, you know, if 100 grand... Paying her up with campaign finance. But if that gets you indicted and 24-hour news coverage, what does 600 grand hush money get you? Like six times the Trump hush money. What kind of fucked up, opulent, salacious shit are they into? Who have they paid off? <laughs> Who did the Sturgeons fuck that was so bad, <laughs> so politically inconvenient, that 600k went walkies to hush them up, because that is obviously what has definitely happened here. That is probably not what has definitely happened. <laughs> just just in case my solicitor is listening to this. Uh, I hope it is, though. I hope that is what happened. I hope 600k, six times the Trump figure, I hope that that is reflective of how salacious... The scandal beneath the scandal is, you know? <laughs> like with Trump, the scandal is that he allegedly, quick nod to the uh, the solicitor, the, the scandal for Trump is that he allegedly used campaign money for something other than a campaign, right? And then the scandal beneath that scandal is that it was a prostitute porn star or whatever. <laughs> it's like trying to you know pay her off quickly. With this, the scandal is that 600 grand has gone missing. And they're digging up this bitch's lawn like she's fucking, you know, the Rose West of Hollywood. Like, but what, but what is the actual scandal beneath the scandal, guys? Let's peel this onion. <laughs> like, what has the money been spent on that's so bad that it can't be accounted for.
Like you'd really, you'd rather have the whole country staring at your lawn being dug up, your legacy in ruins. People going like, I mean, is she a murderer? Have they buried a body? Out there? You'd rather that than that we know the real thing that you did. Like, what could that be <laughs> for six hundred grand? I mean, did they open a wet market? Did they? <laughs> are you are you funding gain of function research, Nikki? What did you do? It's weird that they dug up the garden, though, isn't it? Like, I saw, um, I saw, wait, a quick swig of beer. Hold on. Oh, that's fucking delicious. Okay. I saw, um, a Dan Hodges tweet earlier. Um, if you're not familiar with Dan Hodges, lucky you. No, uh, if you're not familiar with him, he is a columnist for the Mail on Sunday. Um, and anyway, his tweet earlier, he was quoting Richard Littlejohn, who I believe was also at one time a columnist for the Mail. Might have got that wrong. I remember him from his Sky News thing back in the day. But he was sort of angry, ranty, a bit like me, really, but on the right. But anyway, Dan Hodges over here, he quotes Richard Littlejohn. And so before I get into this, there you go, right? <laughs> two two of the greatest minds of conservatism for you. So you know it's going to be good, right? If if Hodges quotes Little John, we're in for a fucking blinder here. So, so Little John was like, he goes, why were the police so heavy handed with this? You know, he says, like, you know, obviously the law should apply to everyone. And if the Sturgeon's have done something weird, you know, with 600k of campaign money, then obviously, you know, investigate them. But they're not violent offenders here, you know? And it's difficult to imagine what it is that they'd be looking for in relation to the missing cash, you know, when they're digging up the fucking garden. And obviously Hodges is quoting this. He's like, yeah, yeah. Does, doesn't matter what your thoughts are of Sturgeon or, you know, the SNP or the gender bill. or, or Like, that shouldn't detract from the way the police have conducted themselves. Like, it's bad. It doesn't make sense, guys. That's Hodges and Little John reacting to this, you know, police digging up the gun. And I'm like, well, yeah, but when you say it's difficult to imagine what they're looking for, digging up the garden i'm like yes it is difficult to imagine because they haven't fucking said guys <laughs> nobody's saying anything you're literally imagining right now you're sat there little john at your fucking macbook with your shitty builder's tea next to it going what oh, it's difficult to imagine while you're only able to imagine because you have no actual information out of the police like <laughs> It's fucking lunacy. It's difficult to imagine anything other than all the imagining I'm doing right now. You fucking idiot. I mean, I accept that it is weird that they're digging up. The, like, it is odd for the police to dig up your garden in relation to a financial crime thing. But isn't it also a bit like, you know, we don't fucking know what they've done, do we? Where the money went? who was involved, how dodgy they are, like if someone was blackmailed or if someone was killed, you know, like we don't know. Like I'm no cheerleader for the police, right, by a long shot. I mean, I I think certainly as far as the Met are concerned and probably a huge chunk of the other police forces as well, you know, we need to 
seriously have a rethink about how we build and structure law enforcement in the UK. I really I do think that. But I don't think as challenged as they are in some capacities, as shit as they can be, I seriously don't think they just go around digging up gardens of anyone suspected of just fraud. Like, they don't go fucking landscape gardening motherfuckers if their P60 doesn't add up kind of thing, right? So you have to assume they had good reason, I think. Maybe they thought some money was buried there. Maybe some sort of safety deposit box. Literally, who knows? (laughs) Like, you would think after that Nicola Bully shit, you would think the press would ease off on this sort of stuff, wouldn't you? Do you remember when that shit was going on? And she was just, like, missing then. This was, like, in the middle of the search, the investigation. And the police were like, you know, she's had some issues with alcohol and and she's had some personal challenges. And no, look, we don't think she's been kidnapped or or whatever. And and they seemed kind of laissez-faire about it all, didn't they? And we were all like, hang on, like, if my wife goes missing, you know, and you're like, chill, guys, chill, you know, she she likes a drink, so it's probably not murder. Like, I'd be like, maybe that's not murder, but fucking this will be. <laughs> like, there would be a murder one way or another if that was the attitude by the police investigating my wife or girlfriend's disappearance. And then, anyway, it turned out that, yeah, she had kind of had a funny turn. She did leave her shit on the bench and walk into the river. And they found the body washed up, what, like a a couple of hundred metres downstream or something. Like, now you would think after that whole, you know, hang on, like, what are the police doing? You know, I mean, do they even know how to do police stuff? Like, they're so fucking stupid. Oh, Oh, wait, no, no. Turns out that they knew what they were talking about the whole time. You would think after that, that now they're constructing tents in the Sturgeon's garden, <laughs> that the press might go, well, this is getting interesting now. You know, let's let's see how this unravels. But no, here we are again. Fucking Little John and Hodges, like, well, what do the police think they're doing? I mean, they're, they're so stupid, you know? It's the arrogance that gets me with that attitude, that demeanour, you know? It's just this sort of confident... Fifth gear arrogance just blasting out, isn't it? Arrogance just like that the the police are just that thick, you know, they don't know what they're doing. And you figured it out. You're a genius here, clearly. I think in Little John's mind. The police are just bumbling around, you know? They're oh, I, I don't know what to do. Do you know, Sarge? No, I don't know either. Well, why don't we put up a tent? Because I saw that on a TV show once on my telly box. Oh, oh I, I put a tent spike in the wrong way round. Oh, I, I think in Little John's mind, that is what the police are like. I mean, that is that is the great irony of you know throughout british politics and 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 modern journalism isn't it is it like it's idiocy that is blasted out with confidence while actual intelligence questions itself <laughs> and sits relatively silent right idiocy 
blast it out with confidence while intelligence sits there like, nah, you know, I don't know if I should say that. I haven't really thought that through, you know. Which is just shit, because then the arguments, the narratives, everything just get dominated and shaped by this steadfast cretiny of people like Little John, don't they? I mean, we don't have to go combing through too many news stories to find perfect fucking example. You know, it's like, um, what, what do you mean we can't leave the EU and control our borders at the same time as suffering the side effects? of France controlling its borders. It's absolute poppycock. I think we've had enough of you experts. I, I think I think you doomsters and gloomsters need to be a bit more patriotic. You know, cut to seven years later, these same motherfuckers are like, that is an outrage that France won't just let us through. And I'm mocking Little John, but it's the same throughout that breed of journalism, isn't it? This sort of... um you know, dismissive, arrogant stupidity that just, like, bats away scrutiny with their, um, like, one of these, right? I'll, I'll do one for you right now. Like, this is, this is how they do it, word for word. This is the epitome of conservative debate, as I have witnessed it, from people like Little John. This is how, they, this is how it goes, right? So let's say the next thing they're advocating or campaigning for is the reintroduction of debtor prisons, right? I know it sounds far-fetched, but give it fucking time. Lee Anderson's on the culture war shit every fucking day. So it's a matter of time before he runs out of everything else and then starts suggesting debtor prisons again. So, so let's say that's what they're advocating. That's what they're campaigning for, right? And then you have like a left-leaning panellist and they will say something along the lines of, um, you know, Debt is a complex problem and it happens because of a myriad of complicated reasons. And it could come about through, you know, redundancy or, or bills mounting up because you're now unable to work because you, you're caring for a loved one. Or, or you could just be shit with money because your dad wasn't around when you were growing up. And so you normalised financial struggle of living in a single... You know, the single parent upbringing kind of traumatised you. And now you think it's normal to live on the breadline. So you blow all your salary every month. And so really debt in that scenario is actually a story of child abuse. So you see, it's not as easy as just saying people who get into debt aren't able to pay corporations back and, and, and so they're, they're amoral heathens who should be tossed in jail. In many cases, it's not their fault. That's what panellist A would say, right? That's what the lefty on the panel would say. And then this is what they do. The Little Jones, the Michael Goves, the Carol Malones. Here we go. You ready? So first guy says, debt is a complex problem. And it could happen because of a myriad of complicated reasons. Oh, absolute rubbish. That's it. That is what they do. Right there. Just this blast of confident dismissal. No facts. <laughs> no counterpoints. Just blanket dismissal. The end. Elvis has left the building, you know. Do you think maybe we should uh, not put shit in the rivers and streams because it's fucking gross and it might lead to an outbreak of cholera or something? Oh, absolute rubbish. Do you think maybe, you know, deregulating everything might have some drawback? Oh, absolute rubbish. Do you think town square hangings for pagan Ramonas who don't believe in Brexit enough. Do you think that might be a bit barbaric, a bit a bit too much? Do you think it could be construed as state overreach? Like, you know, literally the state 
ending their own citizens' lives and for no deterrent effect. Do you think, oh, absolute rubbish. I mean, I, I've got all of the stats, got all of the modelling here to, to back up my bit. Oh, bollocks. Typical stats and nerdy nonsense from you, 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 you tofu gargling tosser. <laughs> What's the other big story at the moment? Uh, that fucking Labour advert. Did you guys see it? How did it make you feel? It was on a tweet that went out by the Labour Party yesterday. And again, you know, this sort of comes back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, nobody's above scrutiny. Nobody's above, like, sidelined because they're on my team. I can mock people. Oh. Pardon me. Who happen to sit on the left. There was a tweet that went out by the Labour Party yesterday. Um... And look, if you're a fan of the show, if you if you listen to these uh, often enough, you're probably the sort of person that follows this stuff on Twitter. So you, you may have seen it already. Right. But just in case you haven't, it's a tweet that went out uh, and it says it says this. I'm going to read it in an American accent because it, it feels very much like an American political advert. OK, this is the tweet from Labour that went out yesterday. Right? Do you think an adult convicted of sexually assaulting children should go to prison? Rishi Sunak doesn't. Like, like, that is definitely a Yank-style political ad, right? And anyway, everyone's, you know, going off about it. Because I guess, like, the insinuation there is that, you know, Rishi Sunak doesn't care or doesn't think that people who are convicted of child abuse should go to prison. And obviously that is ridiculous. Everyone's saying it's, you know, it's... It's disgusting. It's gutter politics and there's no place for it. And and I don't really get that, you know, like, I don't know if I would have put it out. Probably not if I was working in labor comms. But not because I think it's necessarily, you know, unacceptably gutter politics kind of thing, you know, more like it's just so fucking shit and lazy. <laughs> I don't even think it works in the US, does it? It's just so, you know, shit and trashy and like nobody actually believes the thing that they're deliberately misrepresenting a thing as, do they? I mean, maybe maybe some fucking idiots do. I, I don't know. But it's just like to me, it's it's an old played out style of political campaigning that appears in comedy movies now, like as a sort of, you know, it's parodic. It's a comedic reference point for people to make fun of something or other, you know? That's how overdone it is. But anyway, lots of people evidently did have an issue <laughs> with this fucking shitty advert. They don't want these baseless accusations thrown about. Politics should be about discussing things, negotiating. It should be talking about things maturely, setting an example, uh, honesty, integrity, and, and so on. The only problem with that is that all went out the window fucking years ago. <laughs> and when Labour do behave with honesty and integrity, what happens? The Tories do something unscrupulous and walk all over them. So a lot of people, you know, myself included, have been saying for ages, like, mate, you need to stop being so fucking nice, you know? Play dirty. <laughs> that is the game that you're playing. Please play dirty. No one is giving out any medals for nice anymore. Like when Johnson accused Starmer 
of letting Jimmy Savilov. Do you remember that? At the dispatch box? I know there was a fair bit of blowback, wasn't there? But did Johnson apologise? Fucking nope. (laughs) So we're already in that territory of saying some shit, refusing to back down, even when it's demonstrably false, and then just letting the, the shit stink permeate through and just, you know, stink out the discourse. Like, we're already there. Remember the fact check UK shit? Right? I know I will that one out a lot, right? But it's only because it's so cosmically batshit. It's so wild how we had a a political party's comms HQ in an election campaign rename their verified Twitter account from CCHQ to Fact Check UK and then started tweeting misinformation about the opposing party. So the opposite of fact fucking sending out misinformation in the middle of this election, in the middle of a a televised debate. Or how about the fucking two-pager in the mail around that time? Was it the mail or was it the Telegraph? I can't remember that. Where it was like, this will be Jeremy Corbyn's first 100 days in office. And it was like this apocalyptic nonsense. And then Labour entered the chat and make a slightly outdated Rishi Sunak does ad. And then you've got this army of motherfuckers like... Oh, no, no, that is that is just beyond the... Look, we don't want that kind of politics here. I'm like, we're already there, man. Where the fuck have you been? Well, what if we what if we allowed this sort of stuff to continue? What if, what if we really descend to the depths of barrel scrapery? What if we leave this unchecked, you know, and, and before you know it, we'll have deputy PMs shouting wanker at the leader of the opposition in the comments. We'll have Andrea Jenkins swearing at the public. I wonder what that'll be like. I mean, look, I accept to some extent I'm going to be biased on this, right? Because, not because, you know, I I sit on the left and I'll I'll back Labour to the hilt or or whatever. I'm not going to do that. But, you know, I'm going to be biased because I fucking swim in the sewer of gutter politics. I live there. So I can't really sit here and go like, oh, come on, guys, that's uh, that's not on. It would be remiss of me to attempt to school Labour on what is and is not gutter politics after I've literally just run a poll to see how many of you think Lee Anderson fucks goats. I've literally just done that. Oh, but uh, uh, Rishi Sunak does that. I think that's a step too far, guys. <laughs> like, imagine if I did. Imagine if I was like, come on, fellas, this is not on. They'd be like, aren't you the guy that was tweeting Tories fuck livestock like over and over last year? (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, that was me. (laughs) I mean, I know self-awareness is, you know, kind of dead these days, but I've got to at least try and feign some sort of consistency or integrity, right? Got to try. Speaking of self-awareness, though. Lee Anderson cracked me up earlier on the floor laughing. Just the guy is such a um, such an unparalleled, unmitigated, charmless weapon, (laughs) isn't he? Like he is. It's just effortless. Like imagine if that was your talent. If that was your gift, you know, like 
Some people can sing, can't they? Just naturally, just from birth, they can sing incredibly. It's just effortless for them. And everyone's like, that is actually incredible. And you're like, yeah, you know, it's no big deal. Been able to sing like since I was three, you know. They're just born with it. Imagine if this was your talent, like just being a massive fucking bellet. Like it's like it's a diagnosable mental illness being a twat for some people, I swear. People like Lee. Like the kind of person who goes on Twitter and says, what the fuck was it he said this morning? I have it here somewhere, right? Hold on. All right, okay, here we go, right? This is, this is what he tweeted this morning. He goes, my weekend, I'm going to do the... To a vague northern accent, forgive me. My weekend, I won't be travelling to foreign shores. Tomorrow, I will start a weekend break with my two boys on a canal boat in North Wales. I cannot wait. And anyone who thinks that is wrong needs to have a reality check. Like, who the fuck is saying that's wrong? I mean, I know I like to strawman my content a little here and there. Like, I'll stage an argument between a right-wing character and a left, or, you know, or me, or, or something. But at least there is actually another person in that setup. Who the fuck is he arguing with? Hey, uh, anyone that thinks me going on a boat with my kids is wrong needs their head looking at... Like, really, Lee? What about people who make shit up in their head just to fire clapbacks at online? Do you think maybe they need a, a, a checkup, perhaps? This motherfucker's so drunk on manufactured culture wars, he literally cannot just say, I'm off out with the boys for a bit. Like, he gets, he gets confused and turns it into some weird attack and defence thing. But do you see what I mean? It's effortless for him. It's almost inspiring. Like, if we continue with the singing metaphor, his cretiny really is like going to see a soprano at the Royal Albert Hall. I mean, it's it's elite tier. <laughs> like, it's no effort. He's just gifted. I'm off on a boat. And if that's wrong, I don't want to be right. Like, what? Tonight, I'm making spaghetti bolognese, and I don't care if you can't handle that. Like, And this is only act one, by the way. Act two was his thing where he's like, well, well, what was the thing he said about Easter? Peace and love to all. Happy Easter. That's nice, isn't it? Peace and love to all. Happy Easter. And you read that and you think, oh, maybe he isn't totally batshit after all. You know, maybe he does just have some undiagnosed mental condition that you know, sporadically makes him behave like a bellend. Peace and love to all. Then he references the Labour advert and he says, gutter politics. I hate all this. Clean up your act. <laughs> what he says, right? Gutter politics. Clean up your act. Peace and love to all. And you read those tweets and you go, yeah, OK. What a good egg, don't you? And then, then comes the next one. <laughs> Peace and love to all. Clean up your act. Got to politics. Here comes the next one. He calls Carol Vorderman a failed B-list celebrity who should act her age and grab the bus pass. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Zero self-awareness. Just none. Like, like, honestly, there should be a condition where you can be diagnosed as a bellend. There should be. So people like Lee can go to the GP and it's like, you know, what um what what seems to be the problem? Well um well I say one thing, 
And uh, then I do the total opposite. Uh, I, I was suspended from the Labour Party for aggressive racist shit towards the uh, the traveller community. I see. Uh, but then I went and told everyone that I quit. Right. Rather than the more accurate, you know, reality, which was that I got suspended and then I ran away from the HR lady like a coward to the nearest party that would have me. Oh, okay. Then I go on TV babbling about the trans debate, even though there is no trans debate. Uh, I basically make it obvious that I'm only using the culture war and all the, you know, sub-issues within it as, as cannon fodder to try to mitigate the losses we're on course for at the next GE. Oh, uh, what, what else? Oh, God, is there, is there more? Oh, God, yes. I, um, I, I lambasted people for taking uh, second jobs that pay 100 grand, and then I've gone and taken a second job that pays me 100 grand. Like, it's like I'm shameless or, or hypocritical. Uh, or, or, or stupid. I, 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 I don't know. Don't, like you, you tell me. Like what? Why am I such a cunt, Mr. Anderson? Um, it, it sounds like you're a bell end, and and no, it's not your fault. Oh, thank you, Doctor. Thank God, it's not your fault, Mr. Anderson. But it is your responsibility to take five of these a day. All right. What are they? Do, do they make me better? Will, will I stop doing and, and saying stupid shit all the time? I mean, my, my kids are getting bogwashed and bullied about three or four times a week at the moment because of the shit that I come out with. I, I can't keep making it up to, with, a, with a barge trip every month. Will, will, these, will these fix me? No, no, no. These are... Um, well, what are they? Will, will, will they cure me? No, no. These, these are sleeping pills. Mr. Anderson, these are just going to keep you unconscious so the rest of us don't have to deal with your shit. Guys, that's it from me. Now, how's that for a return to gutter politics, motherfuckers? If you're enjoying the podcast, uh, please do consider jumping on the Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash aid Thompson with an I-N on the end. The next meetup is at the end of this month. That's for Patreon backers. Uh, Patreon backers also get the episodes of the podcast two days before everyone else. Uh, so they go out to Patreon first. Two days later, they come out on Apple and Spotify and everywhere else. Uh, you get an RSS feed for the podcast also. So you can plumb that into your favorite podcast player. And you still get it two days earlier. We have a Discord chat, which is sort of instant messaging. A um, uh, bit like MSN back in the day. A little bit like, you know, WhatsApp Messenger. But it's just for people who follow the show, who are interested in politics. And I go in there every day and we share memes and I you know, ask questions about the pod and which parts people liked and uh, and all of that stuff. And there is a live show coming up in July, probably in Dalston. And tickets for that will sell out, but I will be sending them out to Patreons first. So if you want to get in, it's going to be kind of similar to the one that me and Danny fucking Price did uh, in February. Um, but I don't think Danny's going to be in this one. I'll, I'll book some other people. So it's all fresh, all new. Um, so it'll be a bit like that. Uh, so if that's your vibe, then jump on the Patreon, get involved, get in the Discord chat, get the podcast nice and early. Um, and yeah, that's that's the sales pitch for you. Uh, until next time, guys, take care of you. Oh, fuck, I almost forgot to credit you, you delicious Patreon bastards. Let me just quickly uh, get to... This is the other benefit, right? Is you get named and shamed at the end of episodes like this. So once again, big doff of the cap, big thank you to Rodri, Samantha, Matthew, Bowman, Jeff, Ailsa and Eddie. And then we've got Kai, Stuart, Anthony, Pingu, David and Alex. And then finally, we've got Chris, Silent, T-Rex, Sarah and Kerry. Thank you so much for continuing your support of the show. I'll be back 
next Wednesday. Oh, fuck, will I? I'm on holiday next week. I might not be. I'll see what I can do. I'll see if I can find a way to upload something. Um, and then we're back next Friday night. I'll have a guest on. So, uh, so yeah. Until then, take care of yourselves. I'm out like a motherfucker.